0: Hey, Jeffrey. Yo, Jen. Want to know one of the top things that can get you out of a sales slump?
1: Uh, Let me guess. Winning the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's not it? Then why do people play the lottery? I don't know. (laughs) Because they're idiots. (laughs) Let's talk about something more important. How many
0: former lotto winners are now broke? Or dead. Yeah.
1: And the answer is most. I don't know about
0: dead, but broke.
1: I'm telling you. There's like a five-year period of time where they're all dead or broke. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, I was actually thinking about Michael Padone's sales buzz call script.
1: And Michael and I have been friends for a long time. He's actually one of the very few people. There may be two or three people that understand cold calling and how to make a connection. And he's at the top of my list.
0: Yeah, actually, you don't promote cold calling. You hate cold calling.
1: I don't, but I promote Michael Padone because he's good. So if you have
0: to cold call.
1: Right. He's your guy.
0: He's your guy. Okay. He's giving something away free to our audience. So whether or not you're in a sales slump, this is going to be killer. Go to salesbuzz.com slash sell or die. And buzz is B-U-Z-Z. Salesbuzz.com slash sell or die. And it's really cool what he's giving away.
1: I can tell you this. When you get his freebie, you'll be impressed.
0: Totally. We're going to have him on the show next week. So stay tuned. And let's get back to the episode.
1: Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gittimer. And I'm your host, Jen Gittimer. Well, in this podcast, we're going to help you attract more qualified, unbelievable, ready-to-buy clients.
0: We're going to help you build loyal relationships. And the one thing you're hoping
1: for, close more deals. Let's get into it. It's time to sell or die.
0: Welcome back, Die Hard.
1: This is going to be a happy, sad episode because sad, you're in a slump, but happy, you're going to get out of it once you're done this episode. Isn't that cool?
0: (laughs) Okay, so if you've ever been in a sales slump or a sales rut, or maybe you're just not there yet, which is great, but you're not. (laughs)
1: But you're going to get there.
0: Well, it happens to everyone at some point in time. If you're crushing it with sales, no matter what, at some point in time, you get to a point where you're just not making the sales you feel you deserve.
1: Right. Or that something's happening and you're blaming other things for your inability to make it happen.
0: Totally. And so if you're not there yet, bookmark this episode and listen to it because it can help you prevent getting there. If you are there, this is going to get you out of it.
1: Yeah. So, Jen, what do you do?
0: So first, I want to just get in touch. You know, I'm the, I'm the...
1: The woo part of this woman. Yeah.
0: I want to get in touch with your emotions. Like, What happens from an emotional perspective when you're not making the sales that you feel you should be? And, Jeffrey, like, have you ever been there?
1: No. However, yeah, of course I have. But you're leaving out an important aspect of this. If you're not making the sales, your boss is on your ass.
0: Yeah. Or if you're an entrepreneur and you're your own boss, you're making yourself feel even worse.
1: (laughs) And then what happens is you press and then people can feel that you're pressing them for a sale because you need something by. You think we could have this wrapped up by Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) Just checking in. (laughs) Yeah. To see if the money's ready.
0: Well, that's like one of the emotions that occurs, right? It's this pressure. It's not just pressing, it's pressing in your mind. And so then you create this pressure to you and your client or a prospective client, and that could turn someone off immediately.
1: So what's the remedy?
0: Well, we're going to get there. I just really want to dig into that because when that turns someone off, it creates this perpetual cycle, right? And then it just keeps happening. Like you feel pressed. And so then your pressure ring, the feeling is inward, but then it projects outward. And then what happens is like, even your thoughts become part of this rut cycle and they perpetuate the situation. And so if you're feeling like you're in a slump or a rut or whatever you want to call it. The good news is there's ways to get out of
1: it. So, what's the best way?
0: (laughs) What have you done?
1: I reread positive things in the morning. I make sure that my frame of mind, not my mindset, the big difference, that my frame of mind is set on I can do this. I've done it before. I'm going to do it again. That's huge. Yeah. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call my best customer, who's my best friend, and just talk to him or her. Because they've given me business before yeah. and they might need me right now. But there are also is this might be the time, and even though I'm against it, when you ask the question, who else? You know, where can I go to find a friendly face besides Starbucks or the bagel place?
0: Who else or what else? Like to go deeper with those customers yeah. that you already have.
1: Yeah. And maybe just have them out for coffee.
0: So the first thing, yeah, and I totally agree with that, Jeffrey. And when you said identify, like, what did you say? Identify why they bought from you?
1: Right. Why did they buy in the past? Mm -hmm. What caused them? What was the trigger that said, hey, I'm going to say yes to you and then find the real reason because you might think it was because of your price, which is totally erroneous. But was it what did you do that caused them to feel good enough to say, "Okay"? that's a huge step in getting out of a rut is identify the people that have said yes to you in the past and talk to them so you can change your own frame of mind.
0: So this is really interesting to me because I think what happens is when someone is not making the sales that they want, they get into this situation where instead of focusing on why the customer has bought in the past, they focus on why they're not making the sales that they want, meaning they're searching for the reason for that slump, like it's the economy, or it's the competition, or it's the market conditions. Like we can't get products, or training. Here's a good one: they didn't give me any training, or I'm all alone on this island, right? And so what happens is, instead, what what you're saying is really, I mean, obviously it's really good, but it's we need to make that distinction because people are so, especially salespeople are so quick to blame the thing that the reason why they're not making the sales. But in reality, we all know, or you and I know that your thoughts create your reality. And so if your thoughts are fixated and focused on why you're not making the sales that you want, then you're perpetuating not making the sales that you want instead of focusing on why did they buy in the past? So that that is such a huge one. And I want to make sure like we don't just pass over it because it's really an important distinction.
1: Now, if you recall the movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where Alec Baldwin plays himself, Jack Lemmon is whining, the leads are no good. And every time I hear that, and I've watched a movie maybe half a dozen times, it's so predictable that the salesperson just blames everything without taking any kind of responsibility for why it's not happening right now, because as a salesperson, you've done it before. You've made it happen before. Go revisit that. Revisit your good times. Not the leads are bad. They break. Leads aren't bad. Salespeople are bad. There's no such thing as a bad lead. There is, however, someone who's a bad whiner.
0: So if you're ever suffering from not enough sales and you can hear yourself and what you're saying, like, well, I'm not making enough sales because... And the answer or the blank that comes after that is an external factor, then it's likely you're blaming someone outside of you. When in reality, you could be or should be, it's up to you how you want to look at it, be looking inwards. Like, is it your attitude? Is it your belief? Is it your closing ability? Is it your relationship making ability? And all of those things are looking inwards and figure. And then those are solvable things. If you're constantly blaming stuff outside of you, you can't change those external things, but you can change what's going on inside of you.
1: I think that if you're a real diehard, a real diehard, then you have to look at your work ethic and say, am I working hard enough? Should I be working? Should I be putting in extra hours? Should I be meeting more people for virtual coffee or real coffee? Should I be staying an hour later at night and making the last call at the end of the day? Am I really busting my butt to be able to make this happen? Or am I kind of giving up at 3.30 because I haven't made a sale yet today? And I think that more than anything will help you. You work your way out of it the same way you worked your way into it. You became complacent for one thing or another. You didn't have the right pipeline. There weren't enough people in your pipeline to be able to make your number anyway. You're counting on that one person at the end of the month, and they never come through. <laughs> and so you're challenged really to stop the external whining and start just focus on the inside about who you can become. What can you do? How do you bust out of this? What do you have to do? How early do you have to start in the morning? How many extra blocks do you have to walk around or miles do you have to run or people you have to meet for coffee first thing in the morning people are willing to meet you know I have seven o'clock meetings all the time and I don't think you do well I do huh no I do for the record right but listen the bottom line is that if you're not maximizing your work ethic then don't start blaming things until you do if you're really busting hump you go to that networking event, you go to the give that speech at that Rotary Club, you're doing everything you can to be able to put yourself out there, then please don't tell me what's not happening because I'm not buying it. And you have to go out and visit the people that have bought from you so they'll reinforce who you are as a salesperson and give yourself that boost.
0: So let's break this down because one of the things I heard you just say, Jeffrey, was is it starts with your morning routine. It starts oh, yeah. with what you wake up and do in the morning, what you read, what you feed yourself. You started this off by saying that you read or watch positive things, right? Are there specific examples of positive things that you like the best?
1: Yeah. Go online and look at anything by Earl Nightingale. It's free on YouTube, direct line, anything. It'll put you in the right frame of mind. It will give you the right thought process and he'll spark you to think about new things and why things are good. And whatever you do, don't complain about anything. You're fine.
0: There's a book I love that I read almost monthly. I give it to every single one of my clients. It's called Dollars Flow Easily to Me. It's a little woo, but... Wait, a little it's just a little woo. It may yeah. teach you some mantras and stuff like that. But the truth is every single time I read it, first of all, it's like a 30 minute read, maybe an hour read. I mean, you can read it in a day. Okay. And every single time I read it, I pick up something new because I'm in a different place. And when you reread a book, that's good. You're able to absorb new things each time because you have a new foundation each time, right? You implement a little bit at a time. And every then time you're you hear the place. strangest
1: secret, you hear something new every time.
0: Every single time. Yeah. So speaking of woo, some of the things that I do is breath work and meditation. So I'll literally go do a breath work session or I can lead myself in them. So, you know, taking a deep breath is one thing, but taking a deep breath with intention over and over again, in for longer amount of time, like in out, whatever there's all these different routines that you can do to actually calm your nervous system. And when you do that, you can think differently. You're in a different brain space to think. I know it sounds very woo, but the truth is when your body's in fight or flight and you're all frustrated and upset, it's really hard to make good decisions from that place. It's really hard to take inspired action from that place. But when you calm down and you're like, I'm Gen Zen now, right? But Only I can be Jen Zen, so you find your own Zen?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But look, there are several ways of looking at this. Jen has a way of doing it. Mine is pancakes, bacon, and fresh orange juice. And of course, (laughs) real maple syrup. So I'm treating myself so that I feel good about myself so that as I walk out the door, it's a good start. You have to make a good start every day. Because if, if it doesn't start right, it's not going to end right. I don't care what you do. Yeah.
0: So we've started the day. We're into it. And now in your day, when you're trying to kick the sales slump, get over that hump, whatever you want to call it, what do you do? Who do you meet with? How often do you meet with them? And one of the things I do, me in particular, is I double my selling time. How much time are you? And Jeffrey, you taught me this. How much time are you actually spending spending? selling and tell them what you've done with some of your clients in the past with the stopwatch thing.
1: Get a stop. Well, you have your phone now, but every time you're in front of somebody that can say yes to you, hit the start button and then stop button when you're finished that. And at the end of the day, add up all those times. It's going to piss you off because usually you're in front of people that can say yes to you for less than way less than two hours a day. So if you want to double your sales then double the amount of time you spend in front of someone that can say yes it's just that simple and it sounds like the easiest thing on the planet the simplest thing on the planet but it is not you have to work at getting in front of people that can say yes i mean one of one of the quotes that i have hung my hat on for a long time i have books entitled you know in the little red book if you can't get in front of the real decision maker you suck and it doesn't sound nice but it's true how can you not get in front of somebody that can say yes to you? Somebody's blocking you? Well, I can't get around this guy because he doesn't want me to get to the ball. Dude, come on. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard in my life. Wait in the parking lot for the guy if he had any balls. If he drives into work, what time do you get there? Okay, then wait for him. Hey, I'm Jeffrey Gittimer. I've can not letting me see you, and I thought I'd really, let's just meet out here where it's safe. Just have a good time with it. You're not having a good time.
0: Yeah, it's like, how do you make it fun? How do you make it fun again? Laugh out loud, you know, take a selfie with clients, have a random dance party after you make a sale, send a funny video or a meme. Can I help
1: you, sir? Yes, I'm here for my hair transplant. Says the
0: bald man walking into every hotel.
1: But I want to see if they smile. I can make people smile randomly. When you make somebody else smile, it automatically makes you smile. And you have to change your internal feeling about what's going on. It sounds like it's too easy. It's easy. As soon as you start out in the right frame of mind, the right mood, you're going to start to win. And there'll be small battles. Big deal. You don't have to make a million dollar sale. Just make a hundred dollar sale. Make a $200 sale. Sell somebody on something and then make a snowball from there.
0: Sell yourself
1: first. Right. Don't blame somebody else and don't admit defeat. No bueno. But there's one other thing that I think can help a salesperson in a slump. And that is jump into the Wayback Machine from Mr. Peabody and Sherman and try to recreate the best sales that you've ever made. What happened in those meetings? How did you win? What questions did you ask? How did you engage? What was the humor? And start to go back to how you were a winner so you can recreate that in the next sales presentation. I think that's going to help a lot of people.
0: Yes, I think it's going to help you die hard. Until next time, I'm Jen
1: Gittimer. And I'm Jeffrey Gittimer, reminding you that today is the day to get up an hour earlier, make sure that your head is screwed on straight, and go out there and sell something, even if your ass falls off. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to like,
0: share. Yeah, share with both your friends. And subscribe to the podcast.
1: And remember, we have a free 22-day sales challenge. Just go to com slash sales challenge to start you on your way.